decide to call this thing? We never came up with a name, did we? So, so yeah, I mean, on the website <laughs> right now, it's called um, Kuyamaka Sessions, but I think we decided that Kuyamaka Conversations was a better title. I mean, it depends on the direction was, you want to go with. Yeah. Well, so part of it is that there's another podcast in San Diego called San Diego Sessions. Gotcha. Well, I'm you, not sure we knew that was the case when we named it that. You probably did. I, mm-hmm. I listened to that. It's podcast. probably your fault then that we ended up. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever it's called, welcome to Queer <laughs> Conversations. Uh, welcome to Queer Conversations. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm the chair of the Performing Arts Department at Queer College, and I have here my guest. Manny Mesa, who's the owner of Black Wave Studios. What's up? What's up? How welcome. are you guys? So, welcome, Manny. Hey, what's up? How Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. No problem, man. So, Manny uh, is a little—it's a little bit of an inside story, I guess. Manny's a former student of mine. Um, he, although you didn't actually ever finish the program, right? No, I didn't. So, don't let's—we're going to use Manny as an example of lots of things, but one that we don't want to use is you shouldn't drop out of college like Manny did. That, that's the truth because my and guess I, is if Manny had not dropped out of college he might be even better positioned than he is right now I mean I honestly could probably say yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so tell us Manny tell us a little bit about what kind of you're up to what is your what do you do on a daily basis so I mean on a daily basis I mean I'll get up in the morning I'll obviously grab my coffee um, and I head over to the studio set up make sure everything is you know ready to go for whoever I'm getting I try to mentally prepare myself every day for whoever I might be working with, you know, whether it be a rapper or a singer-songwriter, even like a band or something like that. Just, you know, every day is kind of based on who I'm working with. And, um, yeah, you know, just breathe, stretch, shake, and, you know, get my day started. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a fairly simple day. You know, you kind of think about it like work, but at the same time, you know, you do what you love. So, so where is your studio exactly? Uh, it's actually over here in El Cajon City, so, right, you know, right next door. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, off of East Main, so, you know, right there. Uh, it's basically like Main and Hamishaw, yeah. or Second, I guess. Yeah, that something point, like right? that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's right over there. <laughs> so how long have you been there? Uh, I've been there for about four years now. I want to say four in March. Yeah. And March. did you were you somewhere else before that? Uh, before that, I was actually just working out of the house, and every once in a while when you would let me, <laughs> I would uh, work out of here, you know, just a couple gigs here and there. So, all right, cool. So, how did you get started? Like, so you 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 know you took some classes here and you were kind of dabbling in that. So, what what was the thing that then? Now I'm going to start a business. Now I'm going to do this professionally. What was that process like? So, I mean, the way that I've always worked is I've always kind of winged it. I've always just kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, jumped the gun. <laughs> and uh, I had a friend who had a spot who said, hey, if you're looking to open up like a studio or something, I'm trying to like, you know, pass this lease on to somebody. And, you know, me, you know, I was in college and I was broke, (laughs) you know, but I was like, okay, I'm going to try to give it a shot. So I jumped the gun. I went for it. And I just, you know, with the couple friends that I had and the couple people who, you know, had enough faith in me, that's how I just kind of started, you know, going, started moving, started pushing towards what I have now. Yeah, it's time for me to wake up too. <laughs> uh, okay, so so basically, just kind of the opportunity to get a hold of a space. Yeah, I mean, presented itself. Yeah, yeah, so I mean that, that that's basically what happened. I mean, 
I didn't try to go and open the studio. I was I was happy with being able to work from home and being able to work from here and just, you know, the way that I was moving around doing things. And I just went for it. <laughs> and yeah. Um, okay, cool. So what um what kind of clients then do you usually have? Because you, you said kind of your daily practice or whatever, it depends on the kind of clients you have. Are there certain types of clients though that you tend to get? Yeah, so I mean, overall what I get is, um, I mean, the most popular one is rappers, you know, hip hop, uh, R&B. I, uh, I get, you know, singers who do R&B and that kind of stuff pretty often. Um, my preference, I think, would be probably more on the Latin urban side of things. But I mean, that also falls into that category a bit when it comes to effects and, you know, vocal, you know, vocal tracking and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's the most popular thing that I get for sure. But, you know, I get the occasional singer songwriter, you know, someone who wants to, you know, bring in their guitar and, you know, track out some stuff. And yeah. So when you get somebody who's on the, the more hip hop rap spectrum, do they come in with backing tracks already? Or are you hoping them create them? What is that like for you? It really depends on, on each individual, what they come in. Sometimes people come in with just an idea. And so I have to help them build that idea. So, I mean, whether it be the structure of the song, uh, the style, the, 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 um, the vibe, I guess you can say, what, what they want to go for. Um, sometimes, yeah, they'll come with backing tracks. And sometimes they say, all right, Manny, just do something. <laughs> so, so in that case, you're taking on much more of like a producer role, right? Like yeah, an artistic right, director, right? Role. Yeah. And I mean, even even when it comes to to the engineering part of it, I always try to let people know that you know, being an engineer is all technicalities, and being a producer is literally ripping up any technical books and just you know, you know, play around with ideas. But um, I always try to let people know that being an engineer is also production. Like, I mean, when I'm cutting up vocals and, you know, swapping things and adding reverse reverbs and all these different effects, that's all part of the production process. And so I try to, you know, blend everything together and, you know, just give them the most what I, of what I can. <laughs> yeah. So, so your studio itself, I mean, I've been there, but can you describe a little bit about kind of what your setup is like? Not like nitty gritty stuff, right. but... Mm -hmm. It's, you know, is it a big space? Is it a yeah. small space? What kind of things are in the room? I mean, I would like to say it's a small space. Um, I've definitely had people go in and say that I have a pretty big space, but I think it's a small space. <laughs> um, I have a recording booth. Uh, as for gear, I'm running um, a distressor compressor. I'm running uh, an API lunchbox with, a, you know, a couple, couple little, uh, you know, little gizmos and whatnot. I have an EQ, a preamp. Um, a DSer. Uh, I don't know if you want me to get into detailed details about them. <laughs> Sometimes I know people like to get way into that, but right. if you want to, that's fine. But right. more, I'm thinking like just describe it. Like, what does it look like in there? Okay. Well, I mean, you, you walk know, in. Do you have any instruments in there? Okay. Got you. Got you. Yes. Okay. So you, I mean, you walk into the space, and to your left, I have a lounge. You go down the hall, and I have the studio space. Uh, you go in there. You see the desk. You see the booth. You see a couch for people to vibe out to. You know, get comfortable. Um, I have a few guitars. I have a, an acoustic bass. I have a, an, a two electric guitars and one acoustic guitar. Um, yeah, I mean, I just have you know things for people to be able to just go and grab something and like just get started. You know, just that way there's no hold on. I think I might have that. You know what I mean? It, like we can get straight into the creative process without ever having to stop. I guess. You could say. Yeah. So there are instruments on hand. Should mm -hmm. they get an idea? Yeah. They can quickly by all grab means, yeah. It. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, so, th so then when you're working with people more on that side of the spectrum, the singer-songwriter side, how involved are you in that creative process, or are you more of an engineer in that case? Um, as involved as they allow me to be. I always do my best to not overstep because an artist is there to be an artist. They want to have as much creative control as possible. Um, if they allow me, maybe I'll have them do you know, subtle changes to either the lyrics or maybe instead of you know, doing this part with a strum, why don't you do a little, something a little more um, pick-wise, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it, it really just depends on the artist and what they, what they allow me to do. But I definitely try not to overstep. So, so you're coming to the singer-songwriter thing a little mm -hmm. bit as an outsider. Like, that's right. not your right. forte. Right. So um, do you feel like you've gotten better at that? Like, do you feel more comfortable in that, or do you still feel like an outsider? I definitely still feel like an outsider, but I can't say that I'm not as comfortable as, you know, or I can't say I'm, I'm more comfortable now <laughs> than I was then because now I can pick up a guitar and look at it and be like, okay, I know what I want out of this, you know. You know, I mean, I'm not a guitar player, by the way, you know, if you guys are curious, <laughs> I am not a guitar player, but uh, I definitely have a better idea of what I want a guitar to sound like and how to get that sound, which is, that's my primary job. Right, right. You don't, especially in the engineer role, you're there to just document stuff. Right, exactly. So you just want to be able to get an accurate picture. Right. So are, are there any projects you're working on right now that you're excited about? I mean, I'm working on a lot of different stuff for a lot of local people and a lot of people on the on the outside. Um, I think the most exciting thing that I'm working on right now is, uh, like I said earlier, I work with uh, Latin urban music too, and that's probably my forte. That's where I'm strongest. So um, I just finished up a project for this guy named Joel uh, from a duo named Joel and Randy, and they're they're big. They're they're you know they're really millions of views type people, you know. So uh, I just finished up a project for Joel. I'm just uh, waiting for them to put that out. I mean, you know, there's that. Uh, again, some other people. Uh, there's Evie Queen. I just did a couple songs for her. Uh, this other guy, Carlitos Rossi, I did a project for him a few months ago. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. And that, that's the stuff on the outside. Locally, there's a lot of ridiculous talent. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just them pushing, you know, getting their stuff where it needs to be. So are are your clients mostly local folks, or do you get people coming in from other places to come and work? Um, usually, when it when it's other like from from outside of like let's say California or even outside of San Diego, usually it's people mailing me projects to mix. Um, I get a lot of that. I'll definitely get stuff from all over the place, um, and then just from around here, it's usually the recording sessions. You know, the local people. The farthest anyone usually comes from is either, let's say, I think what was it up north. Um, a little bit past uh, Hemet, something like that. So like but out in the desert or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'll get some people from out there. That'll drive down from yeah, there? Yeah, that'll drive okay. down. Okay. I get a few people from LA every once in a while, so that's pretty cool. That's that, For me, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> you know, people come down you know, from LA, you know. Right, you kind of bragging rights a little bit. Yeah, you know, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, cool. Um, so how would you describe your approach to music making like what are your priorities what are the things that really if you hear something what is the thing that you first listen to or if like if somebody comes to you what are the things that you're listening for like priorities priorities i mean again it totally depends on the artist and where they stand i could get someone who's completely novice to the whole thing and they just want to start somewhere 
you know, in that case, I start them with small technicalities like, you know, how to structure a song or maybe learning a little bit about a tone and, you know, melodies and how to build all of that stuff. Um, if it's someone who's more well-rounded, I look for those things first. And from there, just depending on what they need, you know, what they need and where, where they need improvement. If I don't see that, if I see that they're talented enough to obviously hold their own, let's just get straight to the creative process. You know, just let's get straight to that. Because for me, that's priority. That, that's like probably the most important thing is just get to that creative process as soon as possible and make it as easy and as smooth as possible. Yeah, see for me, I mean, everybody has the things that they, you know, gravitate toward that they, that attract them to music or whatever. And and so for me, I know that I really like um, most of the music that I like has lots of atmosphere right. around it. I mean, you and I have talked before. Like, I could maybe be accused of like worshiping Brian Eno, right? Right. right. Like <laughs> these like caverns that he creates yeah. around the music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so when music feels like either it's there, I'm really attracted to it, right? Or that, oh, if it just had this atmosphere around it, then it would be better, right? Those are the kind of things that, like, for me, that's like a priority. I think about making a space physically, you know, around the music. But also being a bass player, I tend to really focus on the, the low frequencies of things. Is there is there's cool stuff going on down there, you know? So everybody, I just it's a curious, for me, I'm always curious to find out what people listen for when they listen to something. Because... Most of us are pretty quick to make a judgment. You hear something and it's like, I like it or no, I don't, right? And it's kind of subconscious, what are those things? And so I try to like recreate people to stop and think, what was the thought process that made you decide, yes, I like it, no, I don't, so fast, right. you know? And so for me, I have my priorities, so I'm always curious to yeah. um, find out about I, th that. I think, you know, as far as, you know, in that sense, for me, it's tone, you know, just the, the more, the more unique I feel like someone sounds and it, I mean it could be I don't know someone like Bob Dylan <laughs> you know what I mean who you know a lot of people they don't think he sounds great but I think he sounds really cool because right. he's you know different so you know I definitely like tone I like people who are willing to out you know step out of the box and try something that's either not been done before or done rarely because it's looked down upon just because I love that people are willing to go the extra mile to try for me, that's really important. And I always, that's always what I catch first. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that, is there anybody that you're really excited about right now, either here in San Diego or just in general, like some people making music that you think is really exciting? So, I mean, as far as I know, I was actually listening to him this morning. There's this guy, he goes by Scary Pool Party. I don't know if any of you guys know him. He was like on American Idol. Scary Pool Party? <clears throat> well, Alejandro Aranda is his name, okay. but he goes by Scary that's Pool his, Party. That's his stage Amazing, name, amazing. Like, yeah, uh, I, I remember when I was watching him on American Idol, he said some of his uh, inspirations were uh, Mozart and Trent Reznor, and I think he said Bach. He's, he's ridiculously talented. Like, I wish I had maybe like a drop of that. <laughs> yeah, so Scary Pool Party is really, really cool. Um, there's a Mexican songwriter named... Uh, Ed Maverick, who he's doing some really, really cool stuff, and he's really young. So that's someone that I'm, I've been currently listening to a lot. Uh, if any of you listen to Billie Eilish, I, you know, I think Billie Eilish is amazing. <laughs> uh, I think her brother is even more amazing, Phineas, and I think he just dropped an album, so I'll probably listen to that once I leave. <laughs> 
So yeah, Phineas, that's someone that you know I've definitely been following lately. Um, and as for local talents, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of them, honestly. I don't want to be biased, and I don't want to be, you know. You're just gonna talk about your clients as the ones. No, I, I <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely don't want to be biased. So I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll uh, step away from saying local names. Oh yeah, just, I get know. it. That's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so is there anything that you see as you know part of the part of the thing we're trying to do with this podcast and with our website in general is to kind of try to develop a little bit more. Um, of a community around music and art in East County specifically, right? Which you grew up here, right. you work here. Uh, so is there anything that you see as like some, the glue, so to speak, that like could be our scene? Like are there places or certain styles of music that really resonate in this part of the world? So, I mean, given the fact that I do record with a lot of hip hop, I have noticed there's actually a lot of really good talent just in El Cajon. Like, I was actually talking to an artist recently, and we just started naming a bunch of people that are literally just from the area, like literally city limits, and they're just ridiculously talented. But I think the one thing that you know most of them need is, um, what's the word? They need uh, discipline. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the most important things is discipline. Um, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't have gotten anywhere near where I'm at if it wouldn't have been for having to discipline myself. And, you know. So you mean like the dedication of like time, like day after day working at it? Oh, yeah. Being, yeah. Being, yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is, you know, everybody treats it like, you know, it's like fun and creative by all means, which it is. But nobody respects it as a job. And at the end of the day, you know, all of these, you know, big artists, they treat it like a job, like that's what it is. And if you don't give it that respect, then you won't get the respect from other people who, you know, you want to consider coworkers in a sense. So, yeah. But I mean, overall, when it comes to the sound, I think hip hop, there's definitely something in alcohol for that. And I'm not saying just hip hop, like just rap MCs. I'm talking about, you know, people who, you know, are very melodic, who are willing to experiment, you know, not just, you know, like I said, just put a couple bars together and call it a day. There's definitely a creative, a creative scene. It's just, kind of tucked away because I think they're not embracing it and dedicating themselves as much as they should. And I mean, you know, that could go for any genre, honestly, it really could. But yeah, I just think it starts with dedicating yourself and really just disciplining and keeping at it. Great. So do you have anything else you want to let us know about? Any 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 upcoming releases maybe that you've worked on? Um, or? There's actually one that came out today. Uh, I think. Today being October 3rd. October, is it October 3rd? 4th? October, I'm October living in the 4th. past. It's October 4th. Yeah, yeah October 4th. Yeah, uh, Tony Santos, uh, Siempre Andan Conmigo. That one came out today. That's the only one I'm aware of right now. Uh, it does happen very often that I, uh, I'll i just go on, I don't know, social media and, oh, they finally put that out. <laughs> you know, like Sometimes you're in the dark about oh, that. Oh, I'm stuff. always in the dark. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm always in the dark. I don't know when something's out until I start getting a bunch of notifications that I got tagged in something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, of course. Anytime. All right. <laughs> thanks.